0: Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler Podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host Jennifer. I'm your co-host, Holly, and I'm your co-host Melody. Today, we'll be discussing how to handle family members who may be intruding into your homeschooling, but before we get to that, how's everybody been since last time?
1: Holly? I'm writing my list and checking it twice. you know it's that time of the year <laughs> when you're you want to make sure you've got everybody who's got to give. And if you're doing Christmas cards, I'm working on that list. And I'm really already looking forward to the new year because on Thanksgiving Day, my oldest daughter had a birthday. Mid-December, my oldest son has a birthday. Right after that, my mother-in-law has a birthday. And two days before Christmas, my middle son has a birthday. (laughs) Um, So my, my time from Thanksgiving to Christmas is very focused on doing lots of things to make others happy, to show how much I love them. And I like that. I like that a lot. But I love New Year's Eve because the pressure's off. Mm -hmm. We can play games, eat fun foods, have some drinks, and just enjoy, you know, having fun. So I love Christmas, but really New Year's is my favorite. And I like that looking back at the year. Mm-hmm. And seeing what I think went well and, and what I want to change and looking forward to the new year. I like those yeah, delineated love that transitions. Too. What about you, Melody? Well, we have a couple of birthdays in December,
2: not as many as yours, and we're all local, so that means we get together multiple times in December, Mm -hmm. and it's always really fun. Like We celebrated my husband's birthday, which is in November, the first weekend of December, and then it's like every weekend we have something, and so it's been fun to get together and see each other more frequently than we normally do. Everybody's working and busy and We just don't get to see, I don't get to see all seven every week. And so that's really fun about December for me. So i have just have a couple more Christmas crafty things to finish up. But then I'm finished. And of course, we're out of school for the holidays. And so I feel like two weeks is a long time, but I think it's going to go by really quickly. (laughs) How about you, Jennifer?
0: Same with all the holidays. And we also have a bunch of December birthdays. It's crazy. Um, (laughs) But but we're getting through all that. And I also really enjoy all the celebrating so much. But I wanted to tell you guys that last week was my last high school co-op class. For this year, and we have we start again mid January, but we had Amanda Coate come lead a workshop for the teenagers. Oh. Oh, wow. And you guys will remember we interviewed her about world schooling. But and I don't know if she mentioned this on that podcast episode, but she is also a trained life coach. Um oh, she and, Yeah, yeah, and it. she specialized. She has training in regulating your nervous system and in nonviolent communication techniques. So she came wow. and did a workshop shop for the teenagers on those two things and it was so amazing and the kids got so much out of it. And it was just, That's it was awesome. wonderful because it was all about learning how to communicate your needs mm-hmm. and your feelings. But a lot of it was like, we don't know how to express our feelings because we don't have the right words for it. You know, so it was learning mm, those things that. and as with everything this year, we've tied it into our zombie apocalypse theme.
3: Of course. That <laughs> because
0: we're talking about, you know, after the zombie apocalypse, how you're rebuilding and you have to rebuild communities and that, mm-hmm. you know, communication is so key to all of that. So the kids were super open to this and she was just wonderful with them. And it actually is great because I have some information I wanted to share in this episode of our podcast on how to handle intrusive family members. So uh, it was great timing all the way around. When we talk about intrusive family members in homeschooling, what do you guys picture? What is that? Intrusive
1: people are not asking questions because they want to learn. Like my in-laws, when we started homeschooling, they asked questions because they genuinely didn't know what it meant. Yes, they were um, just curious. So they, mm-hmm. Yeah, they would mm-hmm. ask, oh, what are you going to use for that? Or what are the rules about homeschooling? Intrusive family members are nitpicking and mm-hmm. undermining. They are trying to find fault with you and what you're doing. I have heard of people whose family members called CPS on them because they were homeschooled. Those are people who are intruding and undermining. And Mm -hmm. it feels very different from someone who's just genuinely curious and wants to learn.
0: I also, I think that intrusion can come in so many forms and it can be really small, you know, just like side comments at a family gathering or somebody saying to your child like, oh, I bet you don't know about this or, you know, Mm -hmm. little small things that come across as not mean, but it's, it is intrusive. And then often I think we've probably all had this experience at some point where people quiz your kids on their knowledge, Mm -hmm. which is ridiculous. They wouldn't do that with A kid who's in school, they just don't do that, you know. Um, So that that's super. It's it's intrusive, and it's also putting something on your kids that's just stressful and unnecessary. But those are small things. The bigger things are things like calling CPS or people telling your children that it's bad for them and things like that.
1: Goodness.
0: Have either of you ever had personal experiences with intrusive family members? I
1: am really fortunate that I did not. We did have some family members who were not approving of homeschooling. Ironically, uh, one of them was a family member who after her child had been in public school for one year in kindergarten, came to me and said, can you talk to me about homeschooling? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then uh, this person became like a super homeschooler. Uh, They got involved in all the things because that's Mm -hmm. just their personality type. I I knew that some people thought our choice was weird or irresponsible, but I kind of have a, I'm not going to take your nonsense type of yeah. a personality. <laughs> so <laughs> nobody actually said anything directly to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure they knew better. My dad, he didn't have a whole lot positive to say about homeschooling. His main thing was, well, I guess they won't get molested or shot if they're homeschooled. Well, okay, great, dad. Quite the approach. Wow. Great, great, <laughs> wow. dad. But he wasn't, he didn't tell me, you know, I shouldn't do it or anything. Yeah. He was just, he didn't know about it and he wasn't curious. He would just, yeah. my dad would make those kind of comments like off the cuff stuff. But no, I've fortunate I count myself very fortunate that mm-hmm. I didn't have any of those experiences. What about you, Melody? Did you have anybody that was really interfering or intruding?
2: Not to a terrible degree. As a certified teacher, some of them figured I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But they were concerned that we were going to be hermits or that my kids wouldn't get to go and do things. and um, Both my husband and my parents, you know, his parents and mine were pretty supportive, although they were they were wondering, like, would we ever go and do anything? Would they get to what if they they had questions? What if they want to go into sports? What if they want to go into music? And a lot of what ifs. And I we just talked it through and answered those questions. But we did have one not immediate family, but a family member who was full of comments, but this person was part of the public school system. Mm-hmm. And so her comments were things like, well, I just think your child will get tired of being home with you all day. <laughs> <So>. Wow. <laughs> um, kind of rude. I was like, no, he seems to be
1: pretty. <laughs> I mean, and, and so I was <laughs> so <it's> charitable. charitable. <laughs> like, oh, they're kind of rude. I'm like, that's obnoxious. <laughs> Well, yeah.
2: And so there was a, a, you know, a constant trickle of things of that nature. But again, I wasn't going to change my mind and my husband wasn't either. And those sorts of things just fell on deaf ears as we just carried on and kept on doing our own thing. And at some point. Those comments kind of just died away. Clearly, the children kept coming, and we kept homeschooling more and more children. And interestingly enough, they were very articulate people, my children, and they would go at family reunions and talk to people, talk to adults, talk to children. I mean, it just, you know, homeschooling, homeschooled kids are fun to be around, and they were pleasant. In that way, because they turned out well, she just quit asking <laughs> me questions. But it was one of those things for, for years and years and years until she died. She was never really a fan. Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, that was, that wasn't going to change. Obviously it didn't change our, our course and our decision, but it does get to be a little bit annoying because you know that at the next time you see a big family group, someone is going to be asking your kids these right. crazy questions. You have to be
0: prepared for that. You know, mm-hmm. it's
2: like, well, what grade are you in now? And what are you learning in school? And, some of those are things they ask all kids because I think adults can't think of what else to say to kids. True, true. And those are the, fa- I mean, when I was a kid, people were asking me those things. But um, we did have to prepare the children a little bit. You know, someone's going to mm-hmm. want to know what grade are you in?
1: What grade are you in? It's <laughs> like, well, and then they would be Seems explaining that a lot. What grade are you in? Well, how old are you then? Because he's in fifth grade, <laughs> but he's 11. It's because he has a September birthday. So I tell yeah. them, yeah, people are going to ask you that question.
2: <laughs> and then we just, you know, help them to understand. They're just, they're trying to be friendly most of the time. They're just trying to start a conversation. And then you just give them an answer. They're not going to check up. They don't know if you're fifth or sixth right. or whatever. And, you know, some of my kids are quite talkative. They're like, well, I'm doing fifth grade math, but for history, I'm doing seventh grade. And then you know, they're all off they go. And then I think that people are kind of backing away because they didn't know this child was going to engage them in that conversation. <laughs> but, but it is hard. And I know that overall, I felt very fortunate that we overall were the family was accepting of our decision. I don't think they understood it necessarily. Some of them just couldn't figure out why. Why would yeah. you take on such a thing? Um, you could be putting your children in the school and then you could go get a job. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like this is my job.
3: Yeah. And so Mm
2: -hmm. it was just hard to, um, like you said before, Holly, educate people like, what does this mean? What does this look like? You know, over time, uh, my husband's mother Really loved it because my children were available to come visit her during the week. And she would come and pick them up and they'd go do fun things together. And so she got to build a relationship with her grandchildren because we were available. In the beginning, because I was new, I was trying, you know, like we have talked about before, I was trying to get all these things done. it took me a while to relax a little and Mm -hmm. take advantage of this building relationship with his grandmother. And so I'm so glad now that we did because she's not with us anymore, but, you know, my heart does go out to people whose family does everything they can to make it difficult for the children. Well, and,
0: the and it's a strange situation at the beginning of homeschooling because people who don't understand homeschooling and are curious about it, there's a lot of like expectation that you know everything right away. And why would we? Why why would we know we, we're starting out? We don't know what we're doing yet, you know. And there's not really any allowance for that. All the questions come, you know, immediately. What are mm-hmm. you doing? What's the curriculum? How are you gonna do this? How are you gonna do that? And you know, nobody knows all of that at the onset of their homeschooling. So that can be super overwhelming. I, my family for the most part was pretty supportive, but we did have relatives that did the quizzing thing quite often when we would get together. And I was kind of taken back by that at first because it's so, to me, it's just such an invasion with your children, you know, really putting mm-hmm. them on the spot like Puts that. I, spot. I don't like that. Yeah. We just came up with a way that we would say, well, that's not what we're studying right now. And then mm-hmm. tell them about what we are doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. We've
1: done that redirect as well.
0: Yeah. That's, that's yeah. pretty much how we handled it, but I still don't, I do feel like that's intrusive and it's minor and we can handle Mm -hmm. it, but it's also something I had to teach my kids how to handle, which is unfortunate that I needed to do that, but we did and it worked out okay. But, you know, a lot of people struggle with this and some people... I think, Holly, like you're saying, like you pretty much are thick skinned and know what you want and you're going to do what you want. And I think all three of us probably were like that with our homeschooling. But some people have a much Mm -hmm. harder time with that than others. Well,
1: yes, I think that
0: criticism gets taken to heart more for some people.
1: Yes, In a previous episode, Melody said she'd written out why she was doing this. Yes. uh, To motivate herself when she was having a hard day, but you know, writing Uh out why you're doing this to be able to articulate it to other people. I did find myself frequently in a spot where I was explaining why we chose homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Now I tell people, oh, we're not good rule followers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't fit into those, to those, uh, you know, be here and do this and do that at a certain <laughs> time. We're not good at that. Figuring out what to say to people. You know, when they're your family members, it's harder because yeah. we are conditioned to take stuff from family members that we wouldn't take from other people. Yes. And my husband and I, we went through a, a difficult time some years ago with a family member. And I said to him, and he had a harder time with it than I did. And I said, is this OK if somebody we don't know acts like this? And he said, right. no. And I said, mm. then it's not OK. That's a, such a No matter about it. Who, they, who they are, you know, uh, if I mm-hmm. gave birth to them or they're your mom or dad or whatever. Now, again. We didn't have problems with our our parents on either side, but I think that's the clarifying thing is, you know, yes. if you would not put up with that from someone you are not really related true. to, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. then it's
1: not okay. It's not okay for people to talk poorly about your educational choices to your children right. or in front of your children. Mm-hmm. And I um my my one group that I'm on, Ambleside Online, somebody was just saying that they have a parent that's actively talking poorly about homeschooling and disparaging what they're doing Mm -hmm. and to a to a person everyone on the list said then you know you need to set boundaries with that person and maybe maybe they don't come over anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's hard if you're if you're thinking about your parent or a sibling it or you know, somebody else. But it's it's not OK. And that's abusive behavior and you cannot yeah. allow it.
0: Yeah. And and I also think uh, with family members, it's difficult because we, you know, we tend to want their approval for things and more than other people anyways. And mm-hmm. this is a case where you don't these are your children, your choices and you do don't have to have anybody else's approval of this situation. And that is sometimes hard with family because we do feel like we need their approval. But in this case, they're your children and your educational decisions and you don't need approval, even though it would be wonderful if everybody was happy and said, that sounds great. I fully support you. That's not likely. There are going to be people who are cautious about it or who just don't approve. And that's okay. Even though it might be hard, it's okay. You do not need their approval.
1: For some people, they need some jargon or some phrases or something to help them to shut Mm -hmm. down that kind of situation. Well, I mean, what I would say is uh, we're not going to be discussing that right now.
0: (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's that's set up for discussion. No, that's great. If your children are there, that's especially great. And you can say, I'd like to talk about this without the kids here. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's important.
2: But sometimes it's so unexpected. You don't know what to say. So that's why it's like if you have some suggestions for people, I think it'd be good for us to share. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes those are like tucked away in the back of your mind. And then when out of the blue someone asks you a random odd question, at least you're not standing there with your mouth hanging open. You right.
3: know,
2: you have a way, especially if it's with family, like I did not anticipate being challenged in that way.
0: If I right. thought about
2: it I might right. have been more
0: prepared. And also um, your but kids but because also I kept having upp-
2: Yeah, yes they do. The kids need to know. But you know, it turned out I had multiple opportunities to say something, so I finally figured <laughs> out <laughs> that's <just> great. <laughs> that's so funny. You know, and oh. then I think we also like have your uh like your elevator pitch, like what would to quickly explain what homeschooling is, if you have a way to think it through, so you have an answer, yes. mm-hmm. and then you can I always agree. invite them to talk again, more to like be happy yeah. because sometimes people are a little combative at the beginning, but they really want to know because maybe this might be something they might. Right.
0: And and a lot of it is just curiosity because it's a weird thing to a lot of people, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and so that's natural for them to be curious. But, and I do think you can say something simple, like we've chosen to homeschool because we feel it's best for our family and leave it at that. uh, Like you don't mm -hmm. even have to have anything else in there, but you can also, like you said, come up with kind of a script of, We're homeschooling because, and we feel like it's best because of this, you know, and then you can choose who you share more detailed responses with. Nobody has to have a response. You can definitely say, we'll discuss this later.
1: And if it's a family member that has kids that are in school, what I say to people a lot of times, like I'll meet people and they'll say, oh, where does your kid go to school? And I'll say, oh, you know, he's homeschooled hmm. And they'll go, oh, I could never do that. And I say, hey, you know what? I support everybody's educational choices. Um, I right. pay my taxes for the public schools and I hope people will support mine as well. Yeah. That's excellent. That's you great. know, and I do support. I want mm-hmm. everyone to be able to make the choice that fits their family best. Mm-hmm. If your child is struggling and not getting what they need in public school. I want you to be able to homeschool or or put them in private school. I don't think, you know, there's a one size fits all. And I think it's silly for our society to to pit us against each other. Yes. Um, So, you know, when when one of my sons, uh, he was a struggling reader and people were concerned. My oldest son, he had taken to reading. And in fact, he was so into reading that that's the way he would get in trouble. I'd say, if you don't behave, I'm going to go take your book. Until you can get you know whatever done, or until you can make a better choice about how you're behaving, I'm going to hold on to your book. That was a big consequence to him. So when the next kid came along and wasn't really a reader, people were kind of concerned. And I just mm-hmm. read the research that showed that a lot of boys aren't ready aren't ready to read until they're yeah older. And then I would say, oh, and I so if, you know if you have some information, you sound like authority. Oh well, Doctor Raymond and Dorothy Moore say blah 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 blah, <laughs> and here's a study, and then they're like, oh, they didn't know I, what to say. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. So, you know, sometimes and and I'm sorry, but I'm a little bit, I guess I'm a little bit naughty because I think it's fun to beat people up with facts and <laughs> use my bigger words. So, you know, I'll, I'll say, <laughs> well, our educational approach is blah, blah, blah. And it's based on the research of this person or whatever. And then they're like, oh, you're not just Sitting at home reading the comic book or something like, yeah, I put some work into this. So you don't have to give them all those details. But if you know the person well, you'll know what kind of um, response that
0: you can give them that will derail their little train. I agree. And I think, you know, sometimes people respond initially poorly your decision and then they start to come around. And if you have a family member that you love and care about and you want to help them understand what your decision is, then you can ease a lot of their concerns by giving them examples like that or examples Mm. that you found from your own research or other homeschool families that you know who have older children that have been successful. And for people that you really care about, it's nice to be able to help ease some of their concerns as well mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily coming at you from an angle of being intrusive or controlling they just don't understand
1: yeah and you don't need to turn it into the war of the roses or right anything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so for people you feel comfortable enough to do that it is it is valuable to give them some of that
1: the year is drawing to a close and you've got a lot on your plate This year, give yourself the gift of more free time by using Transcript Maker to create your students' high school transcript.
2: The time it takes to calculate grade point averages by hand is ridiculous. With Transcript Maker, you just plug your courses and grades into the template, and the GPA appears like magic. If only Christmas shopping was so easy.
0: Lots of families are traveling a lot more than usual right now, and it's easy to misplace important documents. But with Transcript Maker, all your transcripts are held in the cloud, safe and sound, whenever and wherever you need them.
2: Bank accounts are stretched thin this time of year, but good news! You can use our exclusive code HAPPY at checkout to save 20% off the cost of your
0: subscription. That's H-A-P-P-Y in all caps. In the year, right, go to www.transcriptmaker.com. Transcript Maker, Simply
1: Better Transcripts. Yeah, sometimes maybe they're asking a question in an awkward or, you know, just not a very nice way, but they -hmm. they probably don't realize that they're being so Mm off-putting. One of the things that we did is um, I had remembered when I was a kid, we had these open house things at school. Where uh, your parents could come and they could look at your work. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so we decided for the first few years that we would invite the family over maybe about six or eight weeks into the school year. The kids uh, would help make snacks. They made little programs. Sometimes they'd, you know, memorize a poem. Or they got to show Nanny and Pop Pop their little notebooks with their work. And my in-laws and my mother began to think they had the smartest grandchildren on the face of the <laughs> earth. So again, sweet. they were not against <laughs> homeschooling, but they really didn't know. They didn't yeah. know what the kids were doing. They trusted me. Uh, yes. mm-hmm. They knew I was a conscientious person. But sometimes I think a little educational outreach isn't a bad thing. Yes. Again, you want to know who you're dealing with because for right. some people, you're going to give them ammunition against you. If exactly.
0: You do. You watch but for, it. Mm-hmm. Especially for the grandparents, getting like you did, getting them involved in the homeschooling goes such a long way because they're suddenly invested in it. And most of the time what I've seen is that then they're also having fun with it and they become excited about it as well because they love spending time with their grandchildren children, you know, so Mm -hmm. it gives them more opportunities for that as well. So getting people who are cautious and um, unsure and not understanding, getting them involved in homeschooling will help, you know, ease a lot of the concerns. Have either
1: of you had experience, not personally, because it doesn't sound like it, but with people who have had really intrusive, even dangerous interactions with family members who didn't approve of homeschooling?
0: I, I have some friends, I feel like, that have family members that kind of try to navigate things behind the scenes to the direction they think should be going. And I've seen it. I feel like it's harmful to the kids because the kids are kind of being pulled. It's kind of like divorced parents telling their kids, separate, you know, things about each other. It's that kind of a situation mm-hmm. where the kids are being pulled in these different directions because one side of the family, you know, doesn't support it and the other side does and you really using the kids as pawns in this thing. Oh, that's it's, I wish everybody would take a step back then and see that. But yeah. And you know, I think if from the outside, you could probably say it's not about the homeschooling at all. There's some other <laughs> other, other issues struggle. happening. Yeah. Yes. But unfortunately, it's taking the form of that. And really, you know, if you're getting into major disruptions in your family life, or in attempting to homeschool because of intrusive family members. That's when you definitely have to step back and set real boundaries and communicate those boundaries to the family members. And that can be hard. But sometimes you have to,
2: like I have a friend who just had this, like we are, we are working from this time to this time. Uh, We'd love to see you. We'd love to have you drop in almost any other time.
3: She was having
2: some major interruptions because it was assumed that they were just home and um, they could just pop in any time. And that kind of got to be out of control. I mean, the first few times it seemed innocent enough, but when it started happening repeatedly, she had to set some boundaries. And even things like phone calls, I'm not available to talk on the phone right now. And we're, we're working and all those kind of things, which like it wasn't really, there wasn't any animosity there, any ill intent. It was just not being aware. Right. But um, you do, you have to be ready to defend your choice, sadly.
0: mm-hmm. I agree. And I will say, so this is where this workshop that Amanda Cote did with our teenagers was, I think would be really helpful because it helps address, um, you know, how to, how to have difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. So if you learn some nonviolent communication techniques that And these are things that you can do even with your young children. And it's just like a change in the way you speak to each other. Right. Mm -hmm. And you learn some tools and the tools are basic things like words for your feelings, like lists and lists of words, instead of saying, I'm happy or I'm sad, like other words that describe your actual feelings that you're having. And then also lists of words that are your needs, like I need to be heard. All right. You know, things like that. So basically learning the techniques gives you some. A vocabulary, really, so that you can approach difficult conversations easier. And then it gives you like a script. And these are techniques you can find online. Just look up nonviolent communication or Amanda has a Instagram. I think it's just at Amanda.co and she's does life coaching. You can reach out to her anytime. But you get a script and it's like, I feel blank when blank. I need blank Please can you blank? Right. And it mm-hmm. feels really, really weird. Like the teens and I have been practicing it <laughs> for the last week. And at first, it's so, it's, it feels so strange. Right. But, When you start practicing that, then when you have a difficult conversation, like with an intrusive family member, especially if you need to have a conversation where you have to set a boundary with someone, then you have all these tools that you can use. And it does, like we were talking about earlier, you have a script, you have the words, you have a way to say what you mean without having some confrontation and you can say it and be done with it.
1: Yeah, it's really helpful. I grew up in a family, uh, my parents had a very volatile communication style with each other. And it would, Mm -hmm. there would be blaming and words, name calling and all. And I thought, Oh, my gosh, I do not want to live like that when I'm an adult. And so I tried, I still try to stick with not you, this or you, that, but talking about things yes. in factual mm-hmm. ways. Right.
0: And in um, your own feelings. Instead in my of, own feelings. What, yeah. yeah.
1: Like when I ask for help and I don't get help, I feel like people don't care about me. Exactly. You know, and then my son mm-hmm. will say, I do care about you. And I'll right. say, well, my, the way I feel valued is when people give me acts of service, when people help me, exactly. can you help me to do this and that? I didn't grow up like that. But mm-hmm. it's a skill. More, that People have yeah, to learn. Yeah. And the more you can take emotion out of it and try to stick with facts. Right. The better it is. So say that a family member, you know, is quizzing your kids. You can say, I feel that you're that quizzing my kids is putting them under stress that they shouldn't have as children. And the person be like, oh, I had no idea. Like, I was just curious. Okay, well, if you're curious, why don't you ask them what they are learning that they like? Then they can. Mm
0: -hmm. That's different.
1: You know, so also give them a replacement for their behavior. Because you're
0: also giving the other person some tools to use. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because we can't change people, but we can change how people behave by changing how we behave.
0: Yes.
3: Yeah. That's
1: almost as good. Yeah. So, you know, don't respond with emotion, which is hard. It's very hard, but just try to stick with the facts of what yeah. the issue is,
0: you know? Yeah. I'll share some of the resources she sent me for this class. I'll share them with, I'll have, that would uh, be great. Get them in the show notes so that people can have this. Cause she gave us lists to like laminate and put on her fridge so that whenever you're having a hard, you know, people have hard conversations in families all the mm-hmm. time, even if it's just like, I need somebody to do the dishes, you know? Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, And so she suggested people like laminate these lists, put them on the fridge so you can actually practice. And, you know, when it comes up, you can go and look at the words and use them. And all of that will give you skills for when you do have a a hard conversation with somebody Mm -hmm. else. Right.
2: But it's so nice to be able to practice that with each other. I mean, even with little kids, I feel sad when you grab my toy and I wasn't sure with it. You know, please, will you give it back and I'll give it to you when I finish or just to learn how to talk like that which mm-hmm. is probably not the way most of us grew up talking.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. And our older family members that a lot of whom we're talking about here definitely <laughs> didn't grow up talking that way or having those skills. So,
1: Or it, even advocating for themselves, which is yes, interesting. Yes. You know, a, a lot of people just think they have to accept certain things. And because of that, I think that they... They really don't know how to communicate for themselves. And then there's resentments building or frustrations or whatever, you know, and then boom. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. It's I always feel like it's better to address things sooner rather than later. So um, it's really funny. And uh, my husband, he does not like conflict. He would rather do anything than to have any conflict. And I'm like, let's get the conflict. And let's get over it because now I don't have to keep visiting it. And that's the other thing, too. It's like if you think that dealing with an intrusive family member, like you can just ignore it and it's going to get better. I got bad news for you. That conflict isn't going to go away and it's just going to snowball. Mm -hmm. So you really need to figure out what it is that you want to say. Practice it and then say it. Or, you know, if you can't talk to the person, practice writing something. Right. And go over it. Ask somebody to look at it. You know, if you're not sure, try to make sure it's a nonviolent communication that's written and send it to the person because it's not going to get better if you try to ignore it. It's that that's just going to get bigger and bigger. And then it's going to be something you won't be able to handle.
3: Mm hmm.
0: Here at the end of our podcast we usually answer a big question. But since this is the last episode of 2023, we'll be celebrating the new year a few days early by casting our predictions for us and homeschooling in 2024. So, who has a prediction for the next year? So, we're
1: not going to call it a resolution. We're going to call it a prediction. That sounds <laughs> prediction. good. Prediction. Prediction. Yeah. Well, I will say that I think based on what has been happening in homeschooling the past few years, that homeschooling will continue to grow, so much so that the public schools are going to be trying to figure out ways to entice homeschoolers back to public school. That's my prediction.
0: I am totally on board with that prediction. Okay. I agree. In addition to that, I think we're going to see a lot more little alternative schools pop up all over the place. Oh my gosh, the micro schools are exploding. Yes exploding. Yes. And I think that's just going to continue and continue. And I don't, we've kind of talked about this before. I feel a little mixed about that because I, I don't, you know, some of it, I don't really consider homeschooling, <laughs> mm-hmm. but there's so many different ways mm-hmm. to do it now. So I'm going to support people have an alternative education of whatever kind they need. So I think that's we're the barrier. <laughs> home-based private schooling. Yeah, I think so you know, too. Cause it's
1: directed by the parents, but it's not, normally it's not a five day week school. My big concern about micro schools, um, and there's some women here in my town. They they did a little write up for her in the newspaper, and she's got one that Mm -hmm. she started. Is um, you know, who are the people that are doing it? What's what is their background? That kind of thing. Just like I wonder, like when I would sign my kid up for some things, I want to know, do they have experience with things like that? So, what what about about you, Melody? You have some (laughs) ideas about
2: well. Mainly, like y'all both just said, I think homeschooling is going to just explode. It has already, but I feel like we're going to see that continue. And I think that people are going to finally maybe relax a little bit. I hope. Maybe that's just a hope.
3: Ooh, I because hope so I've, too. You know,
2: relax a little bit. This is your this is your life, and so you want to have a pleasant yeah. life and learn along the way. And I think that people are starting to recognize learning in more than just book learning. You can take the class and do it. I'm also... Hoping that it becomes a little bit more accessible for driver's ed for kids. I know there are lots of ways <laughs> that people can, you know, get their driver's license, but I'm watching my grandchildren now navigate it. It keeps changing. It's different mm-hmm. now from when my kids did it. Even with my last three, it was different for each one. So I'm kind of hoping that people might just trust parents to teach their children to drive safely. Because well,
0: I think that's possible because I think that along with the growth next year that's coming is a lot more resources for all of us in every area.
1: Yeah, probably so. My uh, middle daughter, she had a sweet spot at a time when you could teach your kids to drive and they didn't have to take the driver's test if you said they didn't have to. <laughs> She's the yes, only one of my that. kids that didn't have to take the driver's test. <laughs> yeah, That was pretty cool for her. But I would never have said she didn't need to take the test if she wasn't a good driver. And I have always taught my kids to drive. I don't particularly like it. Um, It's a stressful thing, but I want to make sure they're good drivers when they get out on the road. What do you all think about where the economy might be next year? I know a lot of people are doing uh, side hustles because groceries have been so high. Well, I hope,
0: yeah, I hope prices come down in groceries, but I just don't, unfortunately, I don't see that happening. Gas here has been pretty good. I want to, yeah, gas is getting better.
1: (laughs) Yeah. My husband was very excited. He's a He's a gas penny pincher. He'll mm-hmm. go he'll go drive finish. an extra two miles, right? Maybe. <laughs> it it depends. But he was like, Oh, today I filled up, but it was two thirty nine a gallon. Sorry, listeners who aren't in Texas. Uh, don't <laughs> cry. But uh yeah, he was very happy about it. And I was like, Yeah, but that jar of peanut butter is still pretty expensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> a
2: lot of things it prices is- increase, they haven't quite come back down. Construction yeah. materials are Starting to come back down, which we appreciate
3: because oh, finishing I your hope, house. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to yes. finish the interior of my house. I predict <laughs> you will have
0: your house finished. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. The
2: interior. Right. We'll finish it. But there are some things that we waited on because we just couldn't get materials. And yeah. You know, I'm pretty flexible. So making it's amazing and it's wonderful. Um, but there are some things that we need to finish up.
0: But, you know. I'm going to give a Holly prediction. I and it's homeschooling related. <laughs> I predict that Holly is going to start doing more unschooling.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't know really that that's going to happen because I love what we're studying. In I know. I love it. Uh, but my my son is. Uh, Wants to unschool himself into becoming a YouTube star. That's what he wants to do. There you go. <laughs> oh, my he gosh. Hasn't. That child. He, <laughs> so he ran out of his computer time for this week, and he goes, I want to do some coding. Okay. So when he wants to code, what he wants to do is create a Minecraft thing, Minecraft
3: uh-huh.
1: uh-huh. which is somewhat of coding, but I'm like, that's not what most
3: it's people It's still him playing about. on the computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, I'm. I would like to predict that he'll get some new interests next year, but I'm not holding out too much. (laughs)
3: Oh,
1: my gosh. So I predict that Jennifer – is going to go on the most trip she's ever gone on. And- I Ooh. hope
0: so. She <laughs> have so few planned, and I really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This like somebody just told me the other day. Oh, one of the teenagers in my class was like, "This is the most we've ever done our whole lives." I'm like, yeah, I feel like we're not doing very much this year.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I think it's because you've been at this high level of stuff going on for so many years, and now you have yes. one last kid. Yes, yes, and I've talked. It. To other parents who said that, they're like, "Oh, it feels so different when yeah. you know you've been at this high level of activity, yeah, and it's no longer going on, but you know, uh, you are gonna have two very young children in your home in 24. Babies in my
0: house, yes, so you oh, you may not have time you may not travel as much, that's yeah. true, but I yeah. hope so. I'll take it, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's gonna be a great year, that's I'm so looking too. forward to it." Before we go, we want to leave you with a few reminders.
1: If you want to support us here and help us grow, it would be great if you'd help new people find our show by leaving us a five-star review and sharing new episodes on social media.
2: Remember that you can get 20% off the cost of your Transcript Maker subscription with our exclusive coupon code HAPPY. That's H-A-P-P-Y in all
1: caps. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at happyhomeschoolpod at gmail.com and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at happyhomeschoolpod.
2: If you want to learn more about anything we discussed today, check the show notes in the episode description or go to our brand new website, www.happyhomeschoolerpodcast.com.
1: Next episode, we'll kick off the new year by discussing the importance of mentoring new homeschoolers.
0: Thank you for joining us today. I'm Jennifer. I'm Holly. And I'm Melody. From all of us here at the Happy Homeschooler Podcast, Happy New Year and Happy Homeschooling. Hi, this is your host, Jennifer Jones. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler Podcast, a transcript maker production. My co-hosts are Holly Williams-Urbach and Melody Gillum. This podcast was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find more of her work on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or as always, tell people about us.